2: It seems to me that the world should be a whole lot more worried than they are about that nuclear reactor in the Ukraine. But what do I know? I'm just a rubber chicken. <laughs> yes, you are a very wise bird, I will say. And I completely agree with you. I do. I think though the UN is going to be there. They're... No, please. Look, we agree. And so if the UN comes in, they just write... I know they may screw things up. They always do it time to time. But that's not a it's Look. We have no time for this right now. I have got to get on, my friend, with the Randcast number 96, Lewis Black's Randcast number 96, entitled Redacted. That's right. It's the word of the week. Word of last week. It's the repeated word until we get on to whatever the next thing is, because everything seems to be a metaphor, and redaction is a good one, isn't it? We redacted the pandemic redacted It redacted the time from our lives it redacted the it created a space between us it redacted the intimacy that we had it, it went in there there was no all of a sudden there was a black line there rather than oh what are you saying i can't hear you because i'm on zoom and and what's happening it's not working which is what happened the other day folks talk about redacted i did it the reason i'm here now it's on my birthday no, no less. I'm sitting here with you. And the other day, I sat down to get this done early because it was my birthday was coming. I wanted to celebrate <laughs> whatever it is that I do on my birthday, which is to try to avoid the fact that it's a mortality festival. I did, a, a, I thought, a good 25 minutes. I thought I, I really kind of nailed it. Sometimes it's tough to get it the first time out of the box. I usually do it two or three times, but that felt really good about it. And I went to, take a look at it. And it was, uh, Mary's sound. That's right. No audio, just me sitting there going. Good facial expressions. I, I really thought maybe I should just send that out. And, and, it's uh, kind of my birthday gift to you all is me just sitting there, you know, so you didn't have to listen to me. What a delight for all of you. <laughs> and I was so so pissed so fucking pissed and i've just been working on this now this could blow up at any second because it's been going error 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 so i keep trying to get back and repeat it and so hopefully this will work but it's redacted let's hope it doesn't redact let's hope that the the metaphor stops here and uh i can get this done there's been a redaction of the, the you know we watched it in the constitution recently they've redacted the uh the second amendment has been redacted to take out the thing about a militia. Basically it's been redacted to a belief that what the second amendment means is you really need a big, big blunderbuss of a gun in your house because the, the feds are going to come there and they're going to take back your, your guns. That's what they're coming for. The boy, those federales, they're going to come to your door at any time. And you better be ready with a heavy fucking, maybe a howitzer if necessary, you know, because that's, That's what we took all of that kind of, should we just have redacted the constitution in terms of voting rights to boot too, huh? Yes, sir. Let's not, let's not make it easy for folks to do it. Let's put in stumbling blocks. All right. Let's, let's take away the bottom line, which is everybody should be able to vote and make it simple. And instead redact it to go fuck yourself. (laughs) I don't know if redact, redacted works is a metaphor, but it sure seemed like it did. I, the pandemic redacted a whole portion of my memory. And, and I'll sit here from time to time, and you've watched me do it, stumbling to try to find a fucking word that used to come like that. It's unbelievable. And so uh, we hear that word every day, and I don't think it helps to hear the word redacted because it just it takes away something. That's what redacted does. It uh, crosses out a line. and He's going to find out what's in it. They're going to get a special prosecutor, a special master, not a prosecutor, special master, a masturbator. Come in and take a look, and they'll will be they'll be able to see what's in there. He was already watching them. He knew what's he knows what's in there. Why didn't he just tell his lawyers what's in there? They got to get out this information. What what information? Well, you know, it, it's uh, it's just. Just let the process go, okay? Well, we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, you know, to, to be doing this on my birthday, a lot of you say, well, you're crazy. How come you're not celebrating? Well, first off, it's 136 degrees outside today. But it's not, it's, it's not the heat. It's the humidity. we discussed that before, but it is. It's a, it's a bit of a hot one. And uh, besides, I have some plans coming up, and uh, so I, it's not like I'm losing out, and I really wanted to get this done well. And hopefully this one is better than the last one I did. I I think it will be. You know, I don't. Birthdays have never been big to me. Uh, Partly because you you have a birthday on August 30th. It's a right butt end against Labor Day's coming, and then you got to go back to school. And that's where we are right now. Uh huh. You know, it doesn't. You cannot escape it. You cannot. Yet every time I've said this time and again in my act, I don't care how old I get soon as I hear Labor Day, I feel like I've got to get ready for school and I don't have the right pencils. I don't have the number two ever hard favor with that little eraser tip. You know, but you don't really need it anymore because we type, type, type till, you know, that's what we're doing now. No need for cursive. (laughs) No need to learn that. Uh, Even though, uh, and it turns out that people can't read and I'm just going on right now, but it turns out that. Uh, it'd be nice if they taught cursive because it turns out that people can't read it. A lot of people have no idea because they don't learn it anymore. Apparently those under the age of 25. So, uh, so you know, I, but I just, just birthdays were never a big thing in my family. Just never a big thing. Uh, I don't know why. We weren't like uh, some sort of, uh, you know, religious not so You don't want to be a happy group of people. You don't want to celebrate Uh, You don't want to have too much joy in your life. It wasn't that. I don't know what it was. Um, But uh, we just never put the time and the energy. When we were young, we had those parties, but it was mostly, you know, we go to a dinner, maybe a family dinner and uh, celebrate. But it was always very small and nothing big. A few good ones when we were younger that I don't really remember anymore. (laughs) I remember going to others who had bigger ones that I did and got more gifts. And that would have helped. Maybe maybe I'd feel a little better today <laughs> about things. Maybe I'd be more of an optimist if I'd had more presents as a kid or if I were more present as a child. Um, but uh, we're rattling along today, and uh, I, I just uh, – a, a happy birthday song, boy, whew, that never really tripped my trigger either and, uh, blowing out the candles and all of it. Uh, but I did like, the, I do like the cake and I've probably been eating a little too much of that. I will be eating a little too much of that. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really amazing that, uh, we're going to be in this, uh, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the one thing I just uh, wanted to get across today too was, is that, I these people who are enraged by the national archives, uh, you know, demanding these papers back, uh, and that there be, there might be violence against them. And I love that, that there might be violence. We keep going. Everything is conjecture. There could be violence. These people could just snap. You saw what happened on January 6th. You better watch out. You, you know, you better not cry. Here they come. You're all going to die. It's unbelievable. And they, uh, but those folks who were so enraged by the National Archives demanding what they're allowed to demand, these presidential papers, and these all of the papers that, uh, that really are under their purview, there's a word, huh? all of them, that these folks uh, probably didn't even know there was a National Archives, they're probably stunned. What do you mean the people, what do you mean they've got to collect the papers, why? How come they have to have those? Well, some of them are classified, jackass. Okay. So we got to know what's there. But who's, what, what papers did you, how come, I thought the president's, you know, that's why they have those libraries. I, 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 what else could they be thinking? I'm sure they didn't know. I'm sure a lot of them had no idea that we have a national archives or that the FBI, You can't this thing about them. Everything, the Justice Department's politicized. The FBI is politicized. No, they're not. They're not, okay? These people, they're people who are Republican, they're people who are Democrat, they're people who don't give a fuck, who are just there because the public service means a great deal to them, okay? I lived in Washington. I, I will repeat it again a thousand times. The folks who live there were thrilled to have a job and were a lot of them were thrilled to be public servants and the others were just, <laughs> just wanted to, to, to clock in and go home like a, a lot of Americans do with a lot of the jobs that, that we, people have, you know, because there's no, there's no a joy to it. There's, there's nothing that they get out of it. And some of those government jobs are like that, but the ones that, uh, the, the ones that really matter, the ones that are a calling, the folks don't bring their politics to bear, okay? It's the people outside who kind of sit there and go, that's what the people are up to. That's really, they're not in the office, okay? They're not there with them. It's ridiculous. It's bullshit. But I'm slowing down here and I really came in with a burst of energy there at the beginning, huh? But I'm trying to be thoughtful. I'd like to be thoughtful today. Uh, I wish I had wonderful birthday thoughts and I could look back for you and say this is what I've seen (laughs) up here and climbed up here this far and looked down and go boy oh boy look at what I see but uh, a lot of what I see has been redacted even though I've had cataract surgery oh boy (laughs) and then the fact that the the Republicans are hanging in with it uh, I, and it's a chunk of them, how many of them, okay? How many of them, uh, how many court cases uh, does it take? He's got like six or eight, what is it? At what point do you think, man, maybe there's a reason for these court cases, all right? It's what he does, he's been doing it for years. Go to court. I'm just going to keep us in court. I'll just keep us in court. I'll just keep us in court. And that's what he's been doing until they catch it, which they just might at some point, but he's the president. He's a former president. So that, that makes it, it's a kind of a get out of jail free card. You don't want to we set up that thing. that We had a president who was out of control like that. I mean, it's, but no, I said it last week. It's why they, or week before why they should have, Maybe thought about putting Nixon in jail or at least giving him a little time, maybe two weeks just to establish a precedent and and if he's and if he's not guilty, then he's not guilty, we'll see <laughs> but six cases one wonders calling up and asking for a, when you call up and say, "I'm just looking for eleven thousand three hundred seventy six votes the exact number it seems to me that would lead one to the conclusion that maybe he was up to something, okay. Maybe he was trying to influence them with his presidency, and then and then uh, and what's his name responds the ghost of Christmas past, uh, who's now up to forty five percent, and the Democrats are all excited to pee in their pants. Forty five percent—that means fifty five percent don't like it. Got it? It's stop it, okay? It's ludicrous if you're excited over forty five percent. He's calling them. He's calling the folks on the, uh, the Make America Great Again folks. He's saying they're semi-fascist, which means what? What's a semi-fascist? Huh? What's the definition of a semi-fascist? That some, they're, they're only taking away some rights. That they're only uh, going to, you know, uh, be upset about some people. They're not going to be upset about all the races. What is a semi-fascist? It's like half and half, 1% milk. What is it? The semi-fascist. I've, I've never, why would you, <laughs> well, I shouldn't have said anything like that. Well, nobody should be saying the kind of shit that they've been spewing now for for the last four or five years, okay? Can't say that Mexicans, Mexicans, these rapists, they're coming out here, they're criminals, Yeah, that, that's fine. But the semi-fascist thing is too much? Stop it, okay? Both sides, zip it. All right, get back to some goddamn decency, normalcy, etiquette, edit fucking kid. There are books written on it. Take a look at them. God damn it. Semi-fascist. They've redacted it. It's redacted fascism. I'm going to try to make this thing work, but I'm never going to get there. I'm not going to get there, even on my birthday. I'm not going to be able to blow out that candle. There's, uh, um, but there is good news, you know. One more piece of bad news uh, in terms of, uh, there was, I'm watching the TV, a Louisiana woman uh, was, uh, needed needed to get an abortion, can't get it in Louisiana. Nope, we're against all abortions. Doesn't matter. Life of the mother does, nothing matters. No abortions in Louisiana. So the the doctor had found out the baby she was carrying had a condition uh, in which the brain is not fully developed. So if the baby is born, the baby almost dies immediately or within a few weeks. I'm not sure what the precise time table is, but essentially she's going to bring a baby that dies to term and quickly. You're you're basically birthing a dead baby. Uh, Okay. A baby with a death sentence. Wow. And she's supposed to do that. And she's not supposed to have the choice now. She, she can't. So the so the, 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 uh, the, she's got to leave the state to get the abortion because she only has this much of a time frame to do it. In. Because the state didn't put, put that into their uh, the logic of their, uh, you know, you can't do that boy That, you know, that you know, we got to let the fetus come to terms because they're really a person. That's their whole new thing. So if this, if you actually. If the if you did uh, you know a uh, uh, birth uh, someone who was you know a, a dead person uh, at that point would that I guess uh, you know that that person that dead person would be one of those people who voted for the Democrats as opposed to uh, oh my God I've gone too far I've stepped over the line there even on my birthday and I've got to stop talking about that uh, it's it's a uh, uh, but the good news, and let's get on to it. The truly good news is that um, we're going to the moon. we're gonna we're giving it a shot at it. They had they weren't able to get it off. It's the first of uh, the, the the first one this Artemis is going up there that's the, the, number one and then they'll follow up with number two and number three and eventually uh, we will send someone back to the moon and that I think makes a huge difference. People have been saying, uh, there's been some response to this, to my you know to the Randcast that doesn't offer a lot of hope, you know? and I, uh, I, you know, but the, we're we're not living in the best of times for that. But uh, I will find as I go along. I've, I've, I've wanted to bring more humor to this, but I, you know, as you know, without an audience, some all you can do is listen to me trying to stumble toward the uh, stumble toward the punchline. And without you there, I can't find you. But I do know uh, that the kids who are watching that uh, Artemis go up and watch as NASA tries to get us back to the moon, and if we get there successfully, it will make a huge difference. It made a huge difference for my generation. I'll never forget sitting with uh, Rick Redcame watching uh, at his folks' house. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, unbelievable the camera focused on the on the planet Earth. I think that had a, a profound effect on my generation, uh, huge. I think that we saw that we were all in this together. We had that moment. And uh, I think it made a huge difference in the way we looked at the world. And we tried to have a vision and we couldn't carry it out. But it gave us a spark. And it certainly helped. Bring a number of uh, folks into believing in science and following science as a career and, and moving into it and, uh, and, and uh, the importance of science, all of that. And I think that's what it will do for the children of today who've been completely fucked uh, during this pandemic and are now uh, truly rattled in, in the, the way things are going. And to the point where uh, they actually, you know, let me digress for a second here, uh, but uh, they're bringing corporal punishment back in, uh, in some schools. some schools, I didn't even know that there are places in the United States this is already occurring, but uh, uh, a, a small town in Missouri is bringing it back, you know, at a time in which, no, no, you don't do this. These kids have gone through enough, Okay. You should get a better TV set so that they can watch what happens when, we, when we, we make this attempt to get to the moon. Hopefully it's not a Sally Ride moment, but by God, uh, let's hope that uh, it's certainly better than uh, spanking kids. I just don't believe that school has the right to do it. I think that's the responsibility of the parent. I don't think the school and the, and the teachers who've also had their own troubles and their own problems. And then you put that mix together with whatever depression and anxiety and, uh, you know, um, and their sense of kind of maybe hopelessness at times. They, I don't think they, I mean, I'm sure that there are a number of teachers, probably 90% of those teachers out there in the, in Missouri, kind of uh, in, in that town, you're going, no, fuck this. No, I don't want this responsibility. And the ones who were excited about it scare me. The ones who think this is good scare me, okay? That's a that's a parental responsibility. They're the ones who know their children. They're the ones who understand what the kid has been through. You don't, you know, the teacher can only know so much and the, and they, the kid shouldn't be put at the mercy of whatever the problems that the teacher brings to the school that day. And that's all I got to say about it. But if those kids get to watch the moon shot, and it happens and it's successful, it's a life changer. It is. It's like giving them a drug. Just like, uh, just like the, uh, the computer was in its own sense a drug. It, it increased our, our nervous system, really, an extension of it. But that's really a drug. You, you open that world up, you tell that you make, you, you allow those kids to uh, believe again, to have hope again, to dream again, to have bigger, a bigger vision. Than just what's across their backyard, or across the street, or you know, in that classroom. It allows them to really uh, it. It opens the universe, and when that universe is open to them, uh, then you then you have the possibility of a generation that can't be stopped from making the world a better place, and that's that's why I think it's hopeful. Before I go, I got uh, just to remind you that we've had a big week. We uh, also good news for many, bad news for some that, uh, you know, people got upset about it, but that they, uh, the, the grants, the, the uh, student loans are being forgiven. Whether this goes to court, I'm not sure. $10,000. For many, 20000 for others. Many people, it will actually erase their debt. Others, it will help. Uh, and it, in many ways, this is absolutely great uh, for those folks. Then there are other folks who go, fuck them, man. I had to work really hard, and I did this, and I did that. And other folks who didn't do it because they worked, didn't want to get into it. Well, you know, for the folks who, um, who did do it, who did it and paid it back and took the two or three jobs. I, I, my belief is in order for this thing to have worked, they really needed to also give them the 10,000 or the 20,000, because I think that would have made a big difference. And does it mean there's going to be inflation? I don't fucking know. And I need, some, I need some people out there doing the math, okay? That's the news I need. I don't need conjecture anymore. I don't need redaction. I need numbers in Deuteronomy. I need numbers. I need numbers written out. Let me know. Let me know why this is a horrible thing, but allowing uh, folks to write off a jet, 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 jet, which is what uh, the wealthy in this country were allowed when uh, when they decided that, boy, they were paying too much in taxes and they gave them a tax cut and uh uh, unbelievable and that doesn't cause inflation no that doesn't screw things up in some fashion or another that leaves people behind is what it does okay the the reason i believe the rich have to pay this kind of pay the taxes is because of, of the freedom that they are given by being here okay no other country gives this type of freedom. No other country makes makes it possible to 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 uh, to dream those kind of dreams that we dream in order to to create to 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 be able to create uh, businesses that make massive amounts of money. And sometimes you just have to say to that person, "Well, if you want the jet, you're going to have to pay a little money for that. You don't get a tax write-off, not immediately." Um, so I just think we got to figure, figure that out. I think that we need to really, uh, take a good look at that. You know, how does it work? How do we find a balance? How do we make it possible for everyone to be able to really, uh, work on a more level playing field? You know, that'd be nice. But I think that sharing that, allowing those folks who were, you know, they, they gave the farmers money. We had PPE going to people. We, we, something that we do. and We just need to figure out what's the best way to do it. And the best way to do it isn't to punish everybody. Okay? All right? I know that when I had a student loan debt, um, I will tell you that it was a 2% or 3% loan. And the folks at Yale... I had a thing called the tuition postponement option when I went to drama school, and uh, they they did this thing and they they're gonna postpone my, you know my thing, and then I would pay out of uh, whatever I paid taxes I would pay a percentage of it. And I, I didn't make any money, and I sat there and I signed the paper. From said, so look, you realize I'm gonna be a playwright. I don't know how you expect to get this money back. I, I, how are you gonna get it? I'm writing plays. This is this. Is, this ain't a money maker, guys. So it's going to be a while. And then I realized when I tried to pay just the money back, not but you'll know, send us your taxes. I I didn't pay anything in taxes. Well, you better send us your taxes. I said, and then I had this fight with them. I'm going to give you the money that I borrowed, and it was uh, like ten years down the road. So, it, and I, but no, you can't. And it was at that point in time I realized. They didn't care about the money that I was going to try to give them back, because they were they were using me as a write-off. Oh, see what he did? He fucked us, you know. So we're going to be able to use this uh, against our uh, against our sheet here, of fig, facts and figures. And we're going to be able to turn that into some money for us. I was a write-off, just like a big jet, <laughs> the big. The big playwright. Well, interesting that the $10,000 is uh, the the number because amid rising threats of violence, members of Congress are being given a $10,000 each. I miss this. To upgrade their home security. $10,000 apiece. Just yeah, like the ones with the student loans. That, of course, wouldn't be uh, something that would cause uh, there to be a, uh, inflation to occur because it's only a few people guess. but I love the fact that it's ten thousand dollars. I guess because the folks in Congress can't afford it, and uh, and you don't think that something is wrong, you know, and uh, that it doesn't need to be fixed. That, that that's where we are. That uh, every everyone in Congress has to worry about violence against them. It's unbelievable, just how is you know, and and then hopefully let us let us hope. That what we get out of this uh, this student loan thing is, as we start to tell these colleges, no, you, we're not going to turn you, you. You were making it hand over. You became money makers, guys. You, you've got endowments that are staggering. The University of North Carolina has a staggering one, where I went to school. Now, and it's great, but you can't then turn around and and t- you know try to take it out of the. Uh, out of the system and, and, you, and we have to stop lenders who were lending money at exorbitant rates, kind of mafioso rates. Okay. There's no reason that you can't give a kid a loan and say, just pay me the money back without adding on and on and on and on. Okay. We have to figure out how to make uh, that education uh, viable again. Sure was when I was young and, uh, And that was the way it was. And I I still had a great education. Money doesn't make an education, it's the people who teach. But that's, uh, and that's it from here. And I hope this was better than the one I'm not gonna use. Or I hope the one that I am gonna use is better than this. I hope that uh, my birthday wishes that you all have a great year. That's what I wish. Then i blow out those candles. I'm not gonna even blow them out. <laughs> Can't even put that many on the cake. Cake would to be too big. So I'm wishing you all the best—a year that's a knockout, a year that finally turns around for all of you, um, and that that uh, that has uh, hope and joy and love, and that we finally come out of this idiocy that we've been living through and grow up and become uh, become as great as I know that we can be, okay? I want to thank everybody for sending in and continuing to send in those rants, and I think that you're going to enjoy the ones you're going to hear this week. Some of them are depressing. Some of them are funny, Uh, but they're all written from the heart, and uh, and I'm lucky enough to be the guy who reads them. Thanks again, and take care of each other. And happy Labor Day.
1: <laughs> you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie
0: that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,
1: Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.
2: A rant? (laughs) It's it's never too late, so don't worry about it, Bonnie. Bonnie Summity sent this in, and uh, I thank her for it. Dear Lewis, this rant may be outdated by the time you read it. No, it won't. As it seems clear that the Supremes will soon notice that it's time for them to legislate better ways to educate our children, Yes? Things are bad enough for teachers these days, thanks to three decades of GOP buckery. But my rant is not about the obvious enemies of learning. No, I'm talking about the masochistic Trojan horse asshole teachers who actually embrace the sick myth of the noble teacher who works 12 hours a day for shitty pay because it's all about the children. We continually are bombarded with disgusting images of teachers who pay for their own supplies and take four hours of corrections home every night as if this is what sainted educators are expected to do. The worst one is that pathetic homage. I was driving by the school late at night and saw lights in the classroom, and I was touched by the spirit of the all-American teacher who will sacrifice anything, including a home life, for the sake of the kids. Fuck that shit! This is now what everyone expects of teachers as normal, and any teacher who complains is immediately cast as a child-hating monster. However, the worst ones are the 30-year veteran teachers who embrace this crap and buy for the title of Saint Martyr. They lay it on thick with new interns bragging about how many hours they put in after school and how much medication they take for their 2 a.m. panic attacks. It's the Stockhausen syndrome on steroids. I once taught history at a high school in California. Three weeks into the year, we were informed that it was time for teachers to pick the group of students we would be mentoring in our spare time after school. And needless to say, I didn't volunteer for this insanity and wondered how they could expect it of us. The worst part were those veteran teachers who guilt-tripped us for not volunteering. End of story. Two weeks later, at a big staff meeting, they informed us that due to budget cuts, our high school of 5,000 students would cut its counseling staff from six to two. Need I say more? Yes, if we Americans keep bending over saying, thank you, sir, may I have another, then we deserve the horror show that will be American education in 10 years. Oh, okay, Bonnie, you let it rip. Never too late. Nope, never too late. Uh, I have a close friend who worked in education high school uh, for a number of years. He... Toward the end, would yell about some of the newest teachers coming in who just, literally just who, who just did the bare minimum. I don't think that's what you're talking about. Um, you know, and it really is incredible. You know, it's look. My feelings—I've said it time and again. And should there be, we don't even have. But it's what I'll be uh, screaming about in the next, maybe in this rant cast or the next about. We don't have enough teachers now, let alone there should be people that are being brought into the system who are kind of assistants and stuff. Um, who might be able to work two or three hours a day in order to help so that our children are educated. But then again, there are people who don't want to get the right books for the kids because they will get upset if they hear about how, how bad we were at one time. And then they will take it. Shut up, Lewis. This is you know what I mean. Bonnie, thanks. And I hope you're still teaching. I do hope that. We need all the teachers we can get. Kirk Coughlin is sharing some important information. <laughs> it's one of the great mysteries of life. Um, and he's done. He's, he's giving it a shot. He's, he's, he's trying to clear it up. I'm not sure he has, but uh, it certainly uh, sh- it sheds light on the question and the answer to the question. Kirk Coughlin. Thank you for sending this on. Dear Lewis, I believe I have figured out why Wisconsinites go through so much brandy during the holiday season. I've lived here for more than 20 years now, and I'm just figuring it out. Folks that are native to the state have to instinctively know this from birth, but now, after 20 years, I, I have adjusted. Whenever someone gushes about how excited they are, for its return, or they are near orgasm describing how good it is whilst consuming their quad long shot grande in a venti cup, half-calf salted caramel mocha latte with pumpkin spice. Instead, we have a brandy old-fashioned. Come to think of it, that's probably why we don't remember much between Thanksgiving and Christmas every year. Cheers. Cheers to you, Kirk. I had heard, of, oh God, a long time back, and I've shared it, I think, on, uh, I'm sure I shared it during my comedy, uh, one of my one of my CDs when talking about drinking in Wisconsin, uh, that uh, during, uh, that you guys drink in the course of a year more brandy than was uh, than was drunk during um, all of World War II. That's what I heard. And I believe it, (laughs) having spent too much time in your state. And thanks for sharing that with us, Kirk. And those of you in Wisconsin, if you have to want to add to, uh, you know, the enlightenment that Kirk is trying to give us, please do. That's why I'm here. (laughs) I always like to know what it was that made you, Wisconsiners, boy, grab for that brandy old-fashioned. So many times. This comes to us. From Patrick Soden, and for those of you who are having difficulty with this, uh, you know, ruling on uh, uh, that the Supreme Court had, and if, whatever side you're on, if it traumatizes do you hear about it, you don't want to listen to this. <laughs> but you should. Well put here, Patrick. I think the recent SCOTUS ruling about abortion is very dangerous. I think it's absurd that the same Republicans who think, that government shouldn't be allowed to tell businesses not to poison our air, then government should be allowed to control every aspect of our private lives. I don't know how to fix this problem, but clearly the first step is to vote Republicans out of office at the state and federal level. I'm sure you are aware that historically voter turnout is very low among young people. It's hard to get youths to care about the same things the rest of us care about. But if there's one thing young people actually care about, It is sex. I think it would be a good idea for the Democrats to hire a bunch of social media influencers to make voting age high schoolers aware that Republicans want to outlaw sex. Unfortunately, that's only a slight exaggeration. It is bad enough that they already made it possible for Republican-controlled states to ban abortion, but they have no intention of stopping there. Because the anti-abortion ruling says that Americans don't have a constitutional right to privacy. Clarence Thomas said there was a bunch of other stuff he wants to ban from our private lives. He basically said he wants to give states the power to ban contraceptives and sodomy. mm. When people hear sodomy, they usually think of homosexuality. But the way anti-sodomy laws are written, they basically ban anything except piv sex so they want to ban oral sex and anal sex even on your birthday <laughs> and the republicans don't even want you to be able to use contraceptives when having piv sex even if you don't enjoy using condoms or birth control pills how do you like the idea the government saying you can't use them mm-hmm. basically if the average american family has 2.5 children the religious fanatics in the Republican Party want to make it illegal to have any kind of sex more than 2.5 times in your entire life. This is the message that needs to be communicated to the young first-time voters. If you're living in a state that bans abortion and contraceptives, that would have to change the decision-making about who to have sex with. Imagine meeting a guy at a party and thinking he's cute, but he's, is he nine months pregnancy cute? Or how about meeting a cheerleader and thinking she's hot but I want, But do I want her to be the mother of my children? How can I think about putting a kid through college when I'm still in college now? Imagine having to pick a college based on whether or not it is located in a state where you can legally get laid. Furthermore, if the Republicans don't believe we have a right to privacy, then what's to stop them from going even further? What's to stop them from making it illegal to watch porn on our private computers and smartphones? Imagine living or going to college in a state where you're not allowed to have sex or even watch sex. I really think that getting this message out to voting age high school students will increase voter turnout. Well, an interesting way to put it, Patrick, (laughs) get the, get your pamphlet out there, stand in front of that, uh, stay, pass those out when the kids come out of high school. Wow. It's an interesting take on things. People say, well, you're not going to do that. Well, you never know. Certainly, we've, we've taken the first steps down that road. We certainly have. We've allowed religion uh, to creep into the rulings of the Supreme Court. Yes, we have. Supposed to be a separation of church and state. That's supposed to be the deal. Not when it comes to our sexual organs. No, no. God governs those. Peter Hobday has uh, given me this tale to share with you. Hi, Lewis. I'm a 64-year-old registered nurse who came to the USA from England in 1989. Recently, I decided I had enough and retired so that I could stay home and not have to deal with any more human beings. With the changes in health care, uh, nurses are spending more time avoiding a lawsuit, reducing the time you can actually spend with the patient. Family members who look up conditions on Google to become instant fucking experts so they can tell us what we should be doing differently. The trauma of going to work every day during the pandemic, wondering if you will become infected and wipe out your entire family. But that, that's not my rant. In fact, it's more of a story. Yes, it is. It's some story. <laughs> Hang on to your hats, folks. Over the year, friends and acquaintances have asked me about nursing. One question in particular is commonly asked. In 45 years, what was your worst experience? Easy. It was around the year 1990, and I was working in the ICU on the night shift. My hospital had recruited many nurses from the UK, and that night I was working with a nurse from Manchester, England. We always tried to help each other with our various tasks, so it wasn't unusual when she came to me to help. Her patient had peacefully passed away, and she wanted help to do the last offices. We gathered all the supplies and entered the room, and immediately I could see why she needed my help. The patient was very large. Now, luckily, I was a 30-year-old stud with a tanned, rippling, muscular body. I somewhat resembled a Greek god, so no big deal. We lovingly and respectfully washed the poor lady. We were doing a fine job making her look good. Then it became time to wash her back. I had a technique. When it came to rolling large patients in the bed, the term dead weight was created for a reason. I crouched so that my shoulders were level with the mattress, placed my shoulder and upper arm on the rather substantial left buttocks and gave a big push. Then it happened. Unfortunately, the lifting of the buttock removed any muscular tone she had left around her sphincter. A very loud, long, forceful fart was ejected from the port of exit faster than Ted Cruz from a gun control debate. It was 1990. I had a fucking mullet. The force of the fart flew across my face, up my nose, in my mouth, and blew back the mullet like a hairdryer. For a split second, I must have looked like a Labrador with their face out of a car window doing 80 miles per hour on a freeway. I instinctively dropped the buttock, turned around toward the window, gagging and retching. Imagine the molecules of gas and air that had been wrapped up in a dead scrotum for a few hours and then released like a TV evangelist from a brothel. What made it worse was the hysterical laughter from the nurse from Manchester. There are nurses out there who are blessed with an empathetic nature, but not this fucking cow. I'm sure many nurses can send you equally bad experiences, but this was mine. And then there are some stupid fuckers out there who refuse to wear a mask because it's uncomfortable. Fuck them all. But most of all, fuck the person who created the mullet. (laughs) <laughs> wow, Peter, and back to the mullet. <laughs> I don't know that that gas coming at eighty miles an hour. Wow, Whew. lucky lived to tell about it. From Sandra Hambleton, a uh, a rant about flossers, a certain group of flossers, and you know who you are. <laughs> no, no one's ranted about flossers. I'm pissed at all the motherfuckers who are way into good dental hygiene, but don't give a shit about the earth. Who the fuck are you? You care enough to floss your teeth after every meal on the go, but you leave the goddamn plastic flosser lying on the ground. huh? Every fucking time I go to any store, there are multiple little plastic flossers lying about in the parking lot. Every time I go for a walk, and I live in the goddamn most beautiful place with woods, and mountains, and shit. (laughs) Shit. There's a fucking flosser on the ground. It's the kind of thing my big dumb dog could not resist. Your fucking flosser with those tempting little nasty bits from out of your gross mouth. So I'd have to scan the ground for stuff and yank 100 pounds of excited dog away from it before he ate one of your fucking flossers and perforated his dog cots. He got old and died anyway, but I still scan the ground out of habit and you flossin' motherfuckers are out there, flossin' away, flossing away, keeping those teeth and gums healthy and then tossing your flossers on the ground. How fucked up is that? You'll have a great fucking smile and a shit planet because that's convenient for you. As I write this, I'm wondering if there's some alternate use for flossers that I'm unaware of. Perhaps... They are an aid to a particular form of drug use or, or mice use them in sword fights or something. I don't know. It's just hard to imagine the person who cares about their dental hygiene doesn't care about throwing away those things on the ground. Anyway, fuck you flosser tosser motherfuckers. <laughs> it's really something, Sandra. I have, I've never seen a, a, a flosser on the ground. Maybe we don't floss here in New York. Maybe they only floss in beautiful places. They want their mouth to reflect the, their environment. It's unbelievable that you see that many flossers. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that was really something. From Tandaleo Lipschitz. It's not our father's Oldsmobile. I'm afraid it never was the country we grew up being proud of. We were fed bullshit by the shovelful, and not knowing better, we thought it was all so delicious. And to even think to question its credibility was inconceivable. Those that continue the MAGA rhetoric fail to grasp that they've had rainbows blown up their collective asses from the time they first got kicked out of England and the rest of Europe. Victims of the cruel aristocrats came here to establish their own wannabe aristocracy. It worked so well for so long, and now those uppity non-white immigrants and liberals want an even playing field. To consider for a moment that they might possibly be wrong about any of it sets a precedent that, God forbid, white Americans are not God's chosen. Manifest destiny, a mere contrivance to justify expansion and genocide, and race mattered then just as much as it does still. It's impossible for many minds to comprehend when their justification for continuing to believe that the world is flat is continually reinforced. God bless America ad nauseum. Wow. Ooh. It's a a tough summer. It's a truly tough summer. Thank you, Tondaleo. I I think I pronounced that right, but it was a guess. Alexis McWilliams had something to share, and I'm glad she did. Dear Lewis, every time you turn the fuck around, there is some new fucking plague. Now it's monkeypox. That's right. You read that right. Motherfucking monkeypox. What in ever-loving fuck, people. Can't we go a year, even just six months, without some new thing to worry about? Hell, we've seen Ebola, Zinca, West Nile, COVID, a resurgence in measles and mumps. And don't get me started on those anti-vax fucks. Vaccinate your crotch goblins, okay, people? Now, monkeypox, apparently it's related to smallpox. Fuck, how the hell did people get this? Oh, they traveled to a foreign country, somewhere in Africa, and either they were bit scratched or they fucking ate an infected animal. Holy fucking shit. Who would have thought in the 21st century we would have to explain basic fucking hygiene to people? Huh? Don't eat infected animals. Don't eat monkeys. A phrase people really shouldn't have to be told. Not like there isn't enough to worry about in a world in which Putin is trying to turn back time and make Russia great again, to still dealing with COVID, a failing economy, a shitty housing market, murder hornets, school shootings, student loan debt, formula shortages, a failing mental health and medical health care system? In short, can some of those double-talking, no-good old fat fucks in Congress remove their heads from each other's sphincters long enough to make some actual real fucking changes for the betterment of the country, at least do something worthwhile then go back to sucking each other off or whatever the fuck it is you do in DC that we're fucking paying you to do. We, the people are anxiety ridden and have no fucks left to give. Sincerely. Truly, sincerely, Alexis. Thank you. Here's a rant from Donald Thompson. Thanks, Donald. Lewis, what the fuck is wrong with America? I'm not talking about those high fucking falutin' Republicans or the give me everything fucking Democrats. I'm talking about the American people, Lewis. Okay? What the fuck has happened to us in the last 50 years? That's fucking insane. We put these fuckers in office by voting. Doesn't anyone even think about why they're putting a fucking X in a box? Oh, I get it. We're just too busy. We have kids that need to be watched constantly. We don't have time to check and see which fucking senator has placed $5 million on NVIDIA and stands to make $100 off the American people. Where the fuck have we gone wrong, Lewis? Oh, God damn it. It's not that fucking hard to think for yourself and do a little research. You can't depend on the goddamn TV news anymore. Even the news on YouTube is falling in line with the rest of those pricks. You can't depend on anything anymore. Huh? Every fucking morning I wake up, watch the fucking news, and I want to go outside and kick the first person I see in the ass. Right after I asked them if they did any research before they voted. We're in the toilet, Lewis. The fucking American people are in the toilet and it's not their goddamn fault. This just burns my ass. I'm 66 years old and never fucking never If I wanted to kick a fellow American in the ass as much as I do now. What the fuck is wrong with you people? I swear we need to get those millionaires out of office and Joe Sixpack uh, go at it. Huh? God damn it. At least it would be a Joe who understood what it's like to miss an electricity payment. For fuck's sake, this country, and mark my words, Lewis, this country will be flushed down the toilet within three months. And it's a damn shame it has come to this. It's all our fucking fault because we're not paying attention. We just blindly go in a room, pull a fucking curtain and make asses out of ourselves. And now the whole fucking world knows about it. God forbid China attacks Taiwan. I mean, all their destroyers are in position. Their fucking planes are swooping down, waving at all the people with nasty little smiles. And we're not doing a goddamn thing about it. I just hope that the people of this country smarten up and start thinking again. But, Lewis, you try and have a nice day. (laughs) I'm going to go out and get a new pair of O.D. steel toed boots. (laughs) All right. Oh, Donald, going out to kick some ass. But you said it's not their fault. (laughs) It is amazing. we get no information. I don't even know where you're going to research. Then you got it. We're in two different reality systems, Donald. You know that. I think you know that. It's pretty clear from what you're saying here. Or maybe you believe we're in no reality system at all. Maybe that's what you're saying, which is another way to look at this. Because when you have have, uh, one group of people thinking one thing, one group of people thinking another thing about what's real, you, you got no reality. Thanks, Donald. Thanks to all of you for listening to my rant cast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisflack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters, and the splendid rants they gave us. Louis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, Louis Black. It is produced by James Salkine. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you. All of you who ran so well on this show.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home,